Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 138. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath. Ensuring all awareness is in this now moment. An easy way to make sure you're not time traveling and you're not contaminating your now moment is through forgiveness. To make sure you have forgiven yourself for what you did or didn't do and forgive all others for what you think they did or didn't do. When you hold a brother, sister, or being to their past actions, you are essentially trapping yourself in a feedback loop system as well. Why would you do that? It's not the brother, sister, or being that makes you feel sort of off or down. It's you turning away from love. So if you are still holding on to grievances, you are time traveling. If you want to be more present in the now moment, forgiveness will set you free. And as I bring myself to this space, I do feel guided to offer a three-part reading using the Spirit Animal Oracle deck. Spirit Animal and Spirit Totem do have a slight difference. Spirit Totem is the animal that will stick with you throughout your whole experience. Oftentimes, it is the animal you are most afraid of as this is the indicator you're doing the most work with that animal. Your spirit animal can change and it varies depending on your experiences and what you're currently going through. All of the animal kingdom is available and ready to serve. And again, determining or determined on your current experience, you are lined up with this specific spirit animal. So we will see which spirit animals would like to offer us a message or maybe clarity or guidance. Please use your discernment. Only take the information that feels good. As a vibrational being, you know what's for you because it feels good. If it don't feel good, no harm in that. It's just not for you. Only you manifest for you. Only you know what is right for you. So you get to determine how the messages from the following three spirit animals pertain to your life or not. I send you all love. I hope you feel good. Breathe. The first spirit animal showing up is the opossum. They bring a message of strategy. I don't know a lot about the opossum, but there are some things I find very fascinating. They are extremely misunderstood because they don't look very kind, but they're so loving. The opossum mothers are extremely good mothers, very protective and nurturing. It is also my understanding, please correct me if I'm wrong, that the opossum is one of the only rodents or animals in the wild that cannot contract rabies so although it seems very scary and it looks sort of frightening it is harmless and in the 
maternal nature of the opossum mama with her little pouch carrying all her babies. Her only focus is love, to love her babies, to keep moving forward, to have a strategy to set her and her family up for success. So that's just my own side note and opinion about the opossum being awesome. As the opossum stands for strategy, this is a reminder that we shouldn't get too rigid or fixated on one outcome. This is reminding us there's only one will here that will be fulfilled. That's the will of the I Am, our Mother, Father, God. Sometimes it is wise to have a plan B or a backup plan. As we go along our journey, we find out there are different ways to approach the goal or outcome. But sometimes we get too fixated, too rigid, and we have a specific expectation about how things should go or how things should be or how someone should act or what they should be doing. So the opossum is reminding you again, only you manifest for you. When the whole crowd is going left, then turn right. When you are going against the majority, you oftentimes tune into your inner guidance system. There are clues within and around you that if you pay attention, they're not obvious at first, but the more you start trusting this inner guidance, you will start to see it leading you in the direction of your well-being. We can see why the opossum would show up first in regards to the collective and our individual experience. The opossum for the collective is reminding us that in order to pay close attention and observe the path that's leading us to our well-being, we need to open our senses. And we need to open them in a way that we see them as translators of data, as our five senses are perceiving, but they don't really see anything. Intuitively is when you see through your feelings, your thoughts and emotions. So the collective is realizing that we gave all of our power to one group or one being, meaning we let a president speak for us, in America that is, and we got so comfortable in the expectation that the government or the world would serve our needs or meet our needs, but we are now realizing very quickly that we should have had a backup plan, a plan B, so that we can continue the progression towards our well-being when the event might occur, as it did, that the government is collapsing. The old way, the old plan, doesn't fit the structure or the state of being we're in today. So the collective is realizing we need a plan B. It's not very wise to get to comfortable expecting a power or a government or a being or anything outside of you for that matter to make your decisions for you because only you know what is right for you. In regards to your individual experience, the opossum reminds us how to be stable. The maternal instinct is very powerful which we all have, that's your divine feminine nature. But the opossum is probably the best at grasping 
and having agility to be able to be grounded and anchored in one environment or situation. And when things get shaken up, it is agile enough to rely on its maternal instinct to seek for more stability. So it doesn't, what's this word? It doesn't rely on the physical outpictured world for its stability. Although it can grasp the stability and feel comfortable and as if all your needs are met, it is not expecting it to stay that way. It always has a backup plan. It always has a plan B. Only you know where this message pertains to your life or not. If we can learn to trust our inner guidance system more, we will see that there are miraculous, beautiful approaches to the outcome that you might have thought there's only one way to get to. So don't be so rigid. Don't hold on too tight. Whatever you love needs room to grow. Back up. Allow nature to run its course and move things around. And then trust your internal guidance system that will lead you in the direction of stability and your well-being. So do you have a plan B? And what's your backup plan? The second spirit animal showing up is the bear, bringing the message of boundaries. The bear reminds us to stand our ground. In order for us to be completely in the knowingness of our I am presence, this is to align your will with the will of the Creator. So the bear reminds us, not only are we expected to define who we are, but also to define who we are not. If this is a simulation, as some people would guess, we create through codes. Ones and zeros are yes and no's. So the more that we could define our boundaries by saying yes when we mean yes and saying no when we mean no, the choices are going to become more clearer. We need to be more secure in our knowingness of ourself, meaning only you know what is right for you. It is very easy to get tempted to succumb or listen to others' demands or allow others' projections based on their own experience to determine your life, your journey. But in your heart, you know that you only need to know what's right for you because you are here to fulfill your purpose. So we can't be imitated, you can't be forced, you can't be put in a situation that you don't want to be in unless you don't have boundaries, unless you weren't in your power. In regards to the collective, we can see how when we operate out of fear, we are easily led astray. That's the saying, the blind leading the blind. When you are in fear, you allow others to make your decisions for you. You deny your own power. So we want to come from a strong sense of love without aggression or conflict. 
but you absolutely want to stand in your knowingness of yourself. Only you know what is right for you, only you manifest for you. It is very easy today, especially with spirituality becoming so popular and a trending topic, that we would be accidentally leading people based on your own experiences or your projections. Everyone should be allowed to be their self. There is not one right or wrong way to honor spirit or to be human or not. Because we're not all here working on the same thing. Some of us are here not doing what the crowd is doing. And I'm learning that very quickly. In regards to my attraction to being in solitude and isolation, I've been letting the world pressure me into feeling like it's wrong. Like something's wrong with me. You should connect. You should be interacting. You should be in a communal setting. No, I shouldn't do anything. I've gone through my spiritual awakening by myself, starting at 14 or 15 years old, and I've reached a point where I don't feel guided to seek outside of myself for anything. And in the occurrence that I put myself in the position to be a guide, a mentor, or brother, it is so I can remind people of their spiritual sovereignty and to do their own work. So only you know where this message pertains to you at an individual level. Where are you allowing the majority of people or beings or the narrative of society to make your decisions for you? Where are you not having a boundary because more people are agreeing this is the way to do it? If you are going against the crowd, chances are you're honoring your own path and what you came for. So the bear is reminding us, you, me, that we need to protect our spiritual sovereignty and it's not protect in a way that there's anything to attack it, only your own thoughts. Again, nothing can sway you, no one can influence you unless you give your power away, meaning you don't have a boundary. So it is time to stand your ground, to come to know how you fit in the whole scheme of things, meaning what are you here to do? What do you gravitate towards? What does feel good and what don't? Let us remember that no is a complete sentence. You don't need any more explanation. If it's no, it's no. Let us remember yes is a complete sentence. You don't need another explanation after the word. Yes is just yes and no is no. It can be very also tempting to nudge a brother or sister in a direction of your experience or perception of the world. So what is the bear reminding us? To allow, to allow all beings to be as they are and to honor the boundaries or the restrictions they have put around themselves because only they know what they are working on and why they're here. So it is time to stand your ground. That goes without saying for the collective. I feel though the focus should be more on the individual expression because when you, when I, when we create boundaries, this creates the knowingness of what that looks like to the collective and for the collective. 
some other words that the bear stands for creativity, healing, and solitude. When do you ever see the bear hunting in a group? They follow their own path. They're not following the majority because we all agree it's this way or not. So I'm definitely learning this lesson to stand my ground because I've been relaxed about that and it hasn't been feeling good to allow other people to tell me it's not right or something's wrong with me enjoying solitude and isolation. I've went through the most difficult part of my journey alone. And because of that, I don't feel guided to reach out or interact when it comes to me doing my spiritual work or discovering myself as I am. And whenever I'm standing in that role to be a brother or guide, it's me reminding you you are the I am and that only you manifest for you. I'm reminding you of your spiritual sovereignty. So don't follow the crowd. Follow your own inner guidance. The third spirit animal showing up is the lizard, bringing awareness to dream time, reminding us to pay attention to our dreams and visions. As we are a mind-soul-body construct, a triad, you might say underneath the conscious mind and the personality identity, there is a space where you become the observer where you are detached from the experience and you are watching all things. This space of observation is the bigger part of what we are. And although you are a body, mind, soul simultaneously, the observer part of you never rests, it never sleeps. It's the always active presence. In dream time, there's no boundaries. Now you're not even bound by the body. There's no limitations. It is a mystical realm of existence that represents pure experience. Your dreams and visions are acting as windows into this reality. If we can pay attention to our dreams and visions more, you will start to tune into the guidance and the clarity that your bigger self is offering you. In regards to the collective, we can see how we are all living out, for some of us, our worst nightmare, if you look at the world. And it's because the collective misinterpreted the guidance from our observer self, meaning we were in fear. We were in fear, and when you're in fear, you're not able to make critical thoughts in the appropriate time, meaning once you're in fear, you've already created more fear. Instead of noticing the fear or doubt and reinterpreting and redirecting that momentum, a lot of us are in fear today because of the occurrences in the world making decisions from that fear state of being. As far as the collective, this would be focused on our individual experience because we each have an established link, our oneness with the Creator. 
So it's up to you as an individual to reinterpret your dreams and visions in a way that it's leading you towards your well-being with no fears or doubt. If there's fears or doubt in regards to moving forward, you have not interpreted the data correctly. There's more translation that needs to be done. As the lizard does represent a primal energy, it's ancient and spontaneous. This refers to your original source self. Your I am presence that's always active and the only presence active here. We each have a established connection to this presence through our dreams and visions while you're awake. But when you're asleep, you're becoming this I am presence and you're doing works, counseling, mentoring, guidance. But when you're awake, you can still refer to this aspect of self, the observer. So only you know what your dreams and visions are trying to tell you as you are your own best dream interpreter. As your brother, I can remind you most of the time it's a symbolism trying to describe data in a way that gets your attention first and then makes the lesson or the transmission so obvious. When we perceive, whether it be in awake or dream state, your perceptual tool is molding what you're looking at in a way that makes you most successful to approach it. An example is when you approach a hill and you're holding a backpack, your perception is going to make that hill seem more steep so that it will give the signal to your body, letting it know you're going to have to put in more effort to make it to the top of the hill. But is the hill really steeper than normal? No, it appears more steep because you're holding a backpack and the mind-body-soul construct of you is setting you up for success. So sometimes when you're looking at your dreams and visions, you are perceiving it in a way that's setting you up for success to handle it in the most appropriate way. So it's all working for you, always working in your favor. But when it comes to the collective, we don't want to bite that apple of the dream and vision that they're projecting because it comes off of fear and doubt. And I say they, not to exclude myself, but I can say very confidently, I have no fear. I have no fear. And maybe it's because I went into my darkness by myself my whole life. I am fearless. I have no fear. And we could attribute that to many things, but in that regard, I know I'm not the only one. Many of you today are in this space of fearlessness. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to recognize myself as that. So only you know what your dreams and visions have been trying to tell you. And if you're going through a situation or a circumstance and you need guidance, we would go into meditation and receive the visions or the daydreaming visions that you are offered because it's helping you, setting you up for success. So pay attention to your dreams. Invite your guides, your angelic helpers and loved ones into that realm of existence. Give them permission to take you to the temples of healing to offer clarity, counsel, whatever else you feel like you may need, ask for it and then you will receive. Yes. Thank you.